Rookie Road Cycling. If road cycling is your new hobby and you want to be better informed to get more out of it, then this is the place for you. I'm Lexi Rose and thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk a bit about how to hydrate properly and how to keep your energy levels up. We'll split this up into drinks and then gels and similar and then bars and food. And also within each of those segments, a bit of a focus on what sort of cycling you're doing, like the duration and the effort. Um, Firstly, though, just want to acknowledge that I'm putting out this episode way later than I was meant to. So those of you who have been expecting it and have been left wondering, then I do very much apologise. A combination of reasons. Uh, I'm in the process of switching jobs and also moving home. Uh, two fairly big life things that have been taking up a bit of my time recently. Uh, The move is now just about complete, uh, but it was exhausting, as often these things are. Basically two days of squats and lifts, and my body hasn't done anything like that for a long, long time. Uh, I'm flat cycling fit and slow running fit, and that's all, so it was pretty punishing. Um, But on top of that, the Word document where I save all my podcast notes suddenly decided it was completely corrupt, um, out of nowhere, so lost a bunch of my podcast prep. I then had a minor meltdown about it, but now I am back. Back and reaching out to you from North London. Um, Anyway, more about the move and the cycling implications of the move another time. For now, just really conscious I need to get on with getting out some useful information and some decent content for you. Um, Oh, and finally, sorry if you can hear the rain. Um, I've checked the forecast and it's due to rain continuously for the next 24 hours, so I've just decided to get on with it. Okay, cycling, nutrition and energy. Basically, as I'm sure we all know, when we exercise, we burn carbs and also fats, and so we need to top up to sustain us while we work out. We also sweat and lose fluids and salts, which we need to replace. So it pays to be a little bit clever about how to go about replenishing what we're losing and not overdoing it or underdoing it. So starting with drinks, I would say always take a drink with you, even if it's only a short ride more of a just-in-case, you might be really grateful for it. Then on a longer ride, you'll probably want to take two bottles. I always go for the 750ml bottles, but you can get bigger ones and smaller ones. Something to note, um, it's handy to have a water bottle cage that's easy to get your bottle in and out of. It sounds obvious, but some really aren't that brilliant, which makes the whole drinking-on-the-go process much more challenging. The type of bottle is also a thing. I'm pretty fussy about this. I only use a particular type of bottle made by Elite. It's just a nice squidgy bottle and it's easy to get the top undone with your teeth. I find that some bottles don't have either of these features um, and it could be quite an effort to get the liquid out or the top off and you don't want that. Okay, and some bottles are also thermal, which can be handy if the weather is particularly hot or cold. And for long rides or hot weather rides, you'll probably need to stop to refill your bottles. So something else to think about. Also, if you're doing a big ride, then hydrating properly really starts the day before the ride as well. Okay, and FYI, it is called a water bottle. It's also a drinks bottle and it is a sports bottle, but it is also called a bidon. That's B-I-D-O-N, another of the many French derived cycling words. Okay, so what to put in your bidons? 
believe it or not, you can just drink water. Um, For me, if I'm going out on a shorter ride, I'll just drink water or squash and that's fine. It's just to stay hydrated rather than to boost my energy or training. So on a shorter, easier ride, one bottle of water. On a longer ride, I'd probably take two bottles, one of water and one with something in it. So what to put in it? Okay, the sciencey stuff. So there's hypotonic, isotonic and hypertonic drinks. Isotonic are the type you've probably heard of more. They're designed to replicate or be equal to the concentration of blood. So iso meaning equal. And as we know, it crops up in various other places like isometric, isobars, you know. So hypo meaning less than, hyper meaning more than. Anyway, isotonic drinks therefore contain some carbs and water and salt to mimic that of your blood. Then you've got hypotonic drinks that contain no or very little carbs, which are principally aimed at quick and efficient hydration, where delivering energy is not as important. Then hypertonic drinks that are high in carbs and most recovery drinks fall into this category. So as I said, hypotonic drinks aimed at quenching thirst and replacing lost electrolytes, Fine for shorter rides or sweaty turbo sessions or hot climate riding where you're getting your energy from other sources like bars or actual food. Then hypertonic drinks or recovery drinks contain carbs and may also contain a good dose of protein to help with muscle repair after training. Um, I have dabbled with these. I was sent some free samples of an SIS product. a recovery powder, banana flavour powder mixed with water. Um, And it was actually really yummy and I look forward to having it, often after a spin class or something where I felt like I needed it or had earned it. I didn't have a way of measuring if it was actually making me any better or fitter or faster. So all I can really say was that I felt like it probably was. Okay, so I mentioned electrolytes a moment ago. So Electrolytes are basically minerals that carry electrical charge um, around the body. So principally sodium, but also potassium, magnesium and calcium. Um, And they serve several key functions in the body, helping regulate balance of fluids and balancing your pH, as well as helping your muscles contract. So when you sweat, you lose these key minerals and sodium is the main one you lose. Uh, And when your body is too depleted in these electrolytes, it can lead to cramps or to headaches and just general mental and physical fatigue. So electrolytes are generally present in some concentration in all the types of drinks we've been talking about, uh, hypertonic, isotonic and hypertonic. And generally, I would say drinks with electrolytes are pretty beneficial. um, And the more you sweat, the more beneficial they will be. Now, there's quite a bit of R&D that goes into these products like the different mixes of carbohydrate. For example, they've found the optimum ratios of glucose to fructose that promotes the quickest absorption. And so often that's what you're paying for. Also to note with all this stuff, watch out for the ones that contain preservatives and artificial sweeteners and colorings. They're not so good for you. And these products then are often found in powder form, in sachets or a dissolving tablet that you buy in a tube. Okay, that's enough on drinks, I think. Let's move on to gels. Um, I used to love them and now I don't really use them that much anymore. Um, And that's just a personal preference. 
also combined with the fact that I do far fewer strenuous rides than I used to. And actually, so I did, I did a cycling event last year and at one of the feed stations, they were giving out these particular orange flavoured gels. Anyway, as you do, I took one and I saved it for when I needed it. Um, so some miles later in transit, I opened it. Now, some people have perfected this action. I am not one of those people. So I got some on board, but also got some on my hands and on my cycling mitts. Anyway, it was so sugary and so sticky, it basically glued my hands to the handlebars. Um, now, I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but really it wasn't. Um, we had to stop at the next feed station to get water and kind of unglue me. So just a word of warning, there are some very sticky gels out there. But that said, there are some great and fun and interesting flavours. My personal favourite was the rhubarb and custard, but there's also a full range of consistencies, strengths, etc. So you just have to experiment a bit and try and find something you like. Instead of gels, I now use blocks. Um, Cliff do these. That's Cliff, C-L-I-F. Um, they do some really good ones. It's just a really handy and non-messy way of getting some quick energy on board. And that's what this sort of product is all about. They're just about energy and delivering it quickly. Also, Power Bar do something called Power Gel Shots, which are quite good, a similar sort of thing. Actually, people also often just go for Jelly Babies or other non-cycling, just regular sweets. Um, there are some good alternatives out there. They don't have to say cycling or sports on the packet to be effective. Okay, so they say you should take on between... Uh, 30 and 60 grams of carbohydrate per hour of cycling. Um, obviously, that's very much dependent on effort and your body's digestion efficiency also. They say that the average person can only process on average one gram of carb per minute. So it really is better to eat little and often so your body isn't suddenly hit with a massive amount to try and process. Okay, moving on to energy bars. There's a whole range of great products out there for energy bars. I feel like the market has recently really caught on to the fact that people want something that not only gives them energy, but is also tasty and full of good ingredients with good nutritional value, not artificial nasties that used to be more popular and prevalent amongst this type of product. Um, I can't go through them all, but some of the good brands I've tried are Veloforte, Cliff, Talk and OTE. I do quite like SIS or science and sports stuff too, not especially for their bars, but just as a good all-rounder. But there are lots, lots of other good ones out there that I haven't mentioned. I do like to experiment a bit with different bars. And I found that actually one of the downsides of some of the bars is that they can be super chewy. And if you're out, and particularly if it's a bit cold, the hard and chewy combination can be very demanding on the old jaws, like you need the energy from it just to try and chomp your way through it. Um, but as with anything, you kind of live and learn about these things. So yeah, I feel like there's almost a bit of a move now, not only a little bit away from some of those gels through to tastier energy bars and alternatives, but also through to proper food, particularly for cyclists who aren't out there trying to smash PBs and chase Strava segments. They're out there because they just like cycling and want something nice to eat when they stop for a break. So let's not forget normal food. This plays an important part too. I won't say too much on this, but just want to make the point that a good healthy meal, 
the night before as well with some good carbs, a good balanced meal, and then a good breakfast. That's always important. Of slow releasing carbs, low GI carbs like porridge or similar. That's an important part of cycling nutrition. Some people are good at being creative and taking proper food on their rides too. Um, I'm a little bit lazy for this, but I hear people taking like jam sandwiches or salty potatoes <laughs> or even just homemade flapjacks or granola bars or whatever. And not forgetting that ever important cyclist's banana for the journey. So yeah, just wanted to do a big shout out for the importance of good normal food. Right then to summarise. Um, it's important that your hydration and energy complements the kind of ride you're going to do, whether it's a short ride, a long ride, an easy ride or a training ride. But whatever it is, it's always good to be consuming little and often and replacing what you're using. Think about how much water you'll need to take. If you're out for several hours, you may need to stop for more water en route too. Electrolytes. It's important to replenish electrolytes if you're doing a ride where you're losing them, a harder or longer ride where you will lose them as you sweat. Gels or blocks can be good to get instant energy, particularly on a training ride. And recovery drinks can be helpful to recover after a training ride or if you're doing consecutive days of riding. And now there are some really good bars out there, so go and experiment. And don't forget, you can take normal food or failing that, stop at a nice cafe or pub en route. Well, that's it for this episode. Don't forget to tune in for the next episode, which will be an overview of October podcasts. Now, there are a few changes to the plan, so please check the website for details. So thanks for listening. Hope you've got something to take away. Don't forget to tell people, share our love for cycling. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and you can also find us on LinkedIn and, of course, the website cyclebean.cc. Stay safe, rookie roadies. See you next time.